There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logics newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. Are you living in fear? Do you feel threatened? Do you feel <laughs> suspicious? Hi, I'm Kenny. That really wasn't a good Kenny at all. It really wasn't. I, but um, I actually think we should have redone the open because the open says the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. Oh, yeah. We are living in bizarro world, Don McLean, because the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop is one of the nicest men I have ever met. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it's, him while he's gone. It's, no, it's John Height. Oh, he, John. He literally started... Something that starts with B ends with itching at me the moment he hopped on our little contraption here. Well, I, I'm playing this game under protest. I <laughs> consider you the commissioner of the league oh. uh, be, because last night, I don't know if you're aware of this, but it was election night. And see, I work this other show called Garage Logic where oh, I have to do news. Oh, so yeah. I've been working on news for three hours because I knew I'd need the extra time. And when Kenny told me last week, I'll be out next week, I said, great, we won't do the Krabby Coffee Shop. I'll have plenty of time to get news done for GL. And now I'm about halfway done with GL news. And if I go into GL and, you know, I, got, I have all the election stuff. That's it. Nothing else. If I come in there and can't read a 20-minute newscast, Joe will be all over me. Okay, so. Don, let's work through this with John. Obviously, Kenny is out today, so uh, apologies to everybody who has to suffer through this podcast without Kenny. <laughs> John, you don't need to bring anything else to the newscast other than politics today. Like he, he doesn't, doesn't he just like you over-prep? That's what I heard. I do over-prep, yes. I, I usually have extra stories, uh, but... I never want to be short. Okay, I, you know, I gotcha. I have, I I'm sure it. you guys are in broadcasting. One of the dreams I, I have two dreams that haunt me. One is I show up for a 20 minute newscast with one sheet of paper. It's a big post it note. Post it note is what he just can write a novel on that. That is one of my uh, nightmares in life. So I, I worry about that. So, yes, I over prepare. I could. I need maybe 20 pages of news, and I bring 30 usually. So oh. I have left leftover stories that I get rid of. So okay. uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a little paranoid about it's that. It's okay. Let's get through this then. What's your other nightmare? <laughs> My other nightmare is uh, having played in bands and stuff for about 40 years uh, that I show up for a gig, and I don't know any of the songs. I don't know how to play them. I don't know what key they're in. I know nothing, yeah. and nobody, nobody will help me. No, yeah. None of the other musicians. Yes, yes. So. I think... I think you're going to be fine, and I want it noted that he put on the record before we started. Yeah, he'll never work another Wednesday after election, election day going forward. Right, Post-election. and it will yeah. always be a Wednesday. And and I would yes. say if John truly mm-hmm. views me as the commissioner, 
I'm going to tell John right now, that is not acceptable. You will be here every Wednesday after Election Day. I'm, I'm, going, on, I'm going on strike right now. <laughs> oh, no. I guess it's just you and me, Ross. <laughs> Go do your stories. Maybe you can use some of these. I, I did preface it, though, by saying, Don, that should I be lucky enough that I'm doing both shows in two years or four years? Uh, I'm, I'm not assuming anything at this point. In my yeah. Life. yeah. No, we really can't. Can we? I don't know. <laughs> Any of us. No, we cannot. And actually, on that election front, John, I don't know if you've had a chance to get caught up on the email thread that's gone back and forth the last uh, day or two. But Don sent something very interesting. Okay, so... As we record this, we still don't know who won the Senate seat in uh, Georgia. I don't know if you know that, Mr. FYI, but it sounds like... Yeah, yeah, I'm aware, okay? <laughs> he knows. Like I said, I've spent three hours... Okay. Tra- no. He's basically... Gonna, yeah. So it sounds like for another four weeks, we're going to have to hear about the, you know, the, the Senate power struggle. Yes, they'll but, probably have a runoff. But yeah. one way to maybe reduce some of the, I don't know, pre-election and post-election angst is yes. Don found this nice little contraption or way that we can get rid of at least the uh, texts and phone calls, which is really funny to me because I've had friends yeah. reply to those texts and basically say, quit texting me or I'm voting for the other person. Really? <laughs> yeah. And then they immediately <laughs> reply, oh, immediately reply, oh, sorry, we're taking you off the list. Oh, okay. Well, they at least replied. Now, according to a software company called RoboKiller, Americans receive 1.3 billion political campaign phone and text messages just in October. 1.3 billion. Now, um, there is a solution for unwanted phone calls and political ads, texts or phone calls. Um, and then you wonder, like, how did they get my phone number? That was a big, big thing for me. Yeah, All states exactly. allow access to voter data for election purposes. Ooh. So if you're a registered voter, your information is on file. So this is what you do. You forward your text to spam, then file a complaint. Okay. Um, and how do you do that? You can, uh, you can forward it to SPAM or 7726. That's one of the best options. And you're like, well, I'm not getting them anymore. Write it down for next year. Wait, you can legit forward a text to something to spam? Mm-hmm. I had no clue. Yep. Um, did you know, John? I did not, no. Huh. And the FCC recommends not responding to any questionable sources. I'm going to start forwarding um, ex-potential future Mrs. Brendel's text to spam. Oh, my God. Uh, ex-potential future. Wow. Certain family members to spam. I (laughs) think this is a great idea. Now, that's not where it stops. You have to file a complaint with the FCC. Okay. You can. But then it kind of contradicts itself. It says uh, reply stop to the sender. Mm-hmm. The only, only one of them that I see re- saw at the bottom said reply stop if you don't want this. The others didn't say it at all. You so know what, I though? would say yes. Yeah, I had I probably got four of them and none of them said reply stop, but I replied stop to all of them. Uh-huh. And and they replied, "Okay, you've been taken off the list." Even though it didn't tell me to do stop. I did anyway. Oh, good for okay. them. Okay. You know what I did? I would just go in, block the phone call, block the caller. And then I reported it as junk. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so I just, and then I deleted the text. So it's now, like that phone number can no longer come to me ever again. Now, even if it was a politician you may align with, would you still do that? 
I don't want any of them. Same. That is Same. not. And yep. if you are exactly. deciding on who you're going to vote for by something you read in a text, please. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, do something else. Like nobody should be determining. Like, and if they want me to, I mean, you should hear me. And I got probably, um, I would say, forty to fifty. Really? Yeah. Every day, I would have to delete like five at least. I feel, I feel the same way. You said if if you're going off of a text, you know, please don't, or or maybe you, you shouldn't vote. I feel the same way about most campaign TV ads. Oh, sure. Absolutely. They're so biased either way. Yes, on both sides. And, you know, my poor friends are probably tired of me because every now and then when I hear an ad that gets stuck in my head, I will just I will voice text it to them. So for a month, John and Dawn, in my head, you know what I have had stuck in my head? What? I will be the one going on offense on the issue. Offense, offense, offense. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that's, Jim, ha- that's Jim Schultz running for attorney <laughs> okay. general. The repeated word, word yeah. really did. I just want people to, if they're going to go for it, somebody come up with a jingle. Oh, here's one that got yeah. me that's that's not a jingle, but it's, it's, a, okay. it's, it's a great alliteration. Yeah. Jim Abler is a real enabler for Jim Abler. <laughs> You're an enabler for yourself. Oh, my gosh. I'll never forget whenever our, um, in Missouri, the great state of Missouri, Missouri. Our, our governor, who was found to be corrupt later, um, he was uh, ex-military, and he had a huge machine gun. Who was that? That just um, He's like, I'm going to yeah. be tough on everybody. And then he just started firing this huge gun. Gatlin gun thing. Those ones yeah. always crack me up. But no- he won. Nothing ties you to the common voter like a, a massive machine gun just firing <laughs> off in a field. Cool. It was pretty cool to see, but we just couldn't believe it. We we're like, who is this guy? And then he ended up, there was some corruption involving him. And you guys probably know out there more than I do, it was, you know, in the last 10 years, but. Oh boy, um, Eric Greitens. Eric Greitens. There we go. Yep. Yes. Did, can you see? Maybe. Uh, can you see what he did? What did he do wrong? Uh, I mean, it's fine to talk about it. It was in the news. Yeah. Oh, the the one that caught me last night. Well, John's looking this up, and I already forgot the state. I know the name because I've heard him. He's a potential presidential candidate. That Chris Sununu. Oh, re-elected sure. governor for the fourth time. And then you look at him. I'm like, was he 15 when he ran for the first oh, time? Yeah, he's a 13 going on 30 type yeah, of guy. He doesn't. I mean, he doesn't look old. Yeah. I'm like, how has he been? How is he now going to serve his 13th through 16th year as governor? <laughs> yeah. It's like if you ran for office, yeah. Ross, people would be like, he's just in seventh grade. How he's can 20. He do this? <laughs> right. Um So sexual misconduct and Ugh. campaign finance violations. That's Dude. That's Come what on. Left, left you know, for. those are the ones anytime somebody does that, you know, um, sexual harassment or campaign finance. Have they not figured out by now those are almost always the ones you get busted for? Yeah, you're going to get caught. OK, please just yeah. control yourself. I mean, also, the also testosterone. Kids. What'd you say? He also yeah. beat his kids. So that's uh, it doesn't sound like a good. Human he being, beat his kids. Yeah, apparently uh, his oh, ex-wife said I worried about my kids' safety. He would uh, oh. his behavior included physical violence toward the kids, cuffing our three-year-old son across the face at the <gasps> dinner table, yanking him around by his hair. No, oh, oh I'm so yep. sorry. That's so, terrible. So oh. here's what we know: when I go down to Missouri, 
Yeah. I need to key the cars of the people that were harassing Dawn <laughs> and now Eric oh, Greitens' car. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. B- b- redacted from the from the uh, podcast there. Who knows it's going to come after you now? Jeez. Man, I mean, I guess it was just all that tos- testosterone just pumping through his veins. With yeah. shooting yeah, at the guns. It. He's like, I mean, look up the ad, you guys. It's still out there, I'm yeah, sure, on YouTube. It, yeah. It's yeah. crazy. The, it's so one of the silly. first things I didn't stay up as late last night as I thought I would. I'd love election season, but the the results were coming in a bit slower than I wanted. Yeah. And I'm I'm also old, so I can't stay up super late. <laughs> even though John made it to like two a.m. last you night. Did? Like, oh. Ooh, yeah. Uh, the first thing I thought of this morning was, oh great, now we get to hear about um, Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker for another four weeks because you know that appears to be. Yeah headed for a runoff. So now it's the whole country now is going to pay attention to two people. Yeah. Not the president thrilled. for a month. Just, That's just think true. the balance. Well, yeah, we're turning into a political show. I know we are. And we're not. Our, the balance of our Congress uh, rests with Herschel Walker. So we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> we'll leave yeah, it at there that. There you go, guys. Have a great day. Have a blessed day. No, well, we're still doing the rest here. Okay. Well, that's our. That concludes our politics talk for the day. On news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. That's the most shop. politics we've ever talked on this show. Yeah, and I really just hate all ads for all candidates. Oh, I just want to be clear about that. Odd. Like yeah, I, yes. yeah. I just don't even think it should be allowed. Mm-hmm. Is that weird? I feel I like I don't know. I feel I, like there should be different ways to get information and not exactly. from. I don't know. Exactly. Well, here, here's one that I've heard. I'd never heard this until the last 48 hours, basically. And I've heard it on another radio station in town. I've also heard it on a couple of TV stations in town. Do we have too many elections in this country? And my initial thought is maybe because it gets tiresome. But I think it gets tiresome just because we allow it to. I actually think we should have often free and open elections. But I think what I get the fatigue that you get, Dawn, of the commercials, and I'm watching the commercials for laughter, not for anything other than just because they're comedic, because there's not a shred of truth in any of them. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I should just But how do you legislate that? How do you legislate it? I don't know. Oh, God. I'm way in over my head here, for sure. (laughs) The fray, everyone knows I'm in over my head. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, okay, we can move on from politics. Dawn sent another story that I think is right up John's alley, and I was laughing at some of these, and I hope you haven't pre-read these, John, but if you did, it's no big deal. I I looked at the story briefly. I have not really proofread anything. Don, why don't you pull out just a handful of those song lyrics that are, how's the story frame it? They're actually very sad lyrics. Um, they are. It says 12 super fun top 40 pop songs with upsetting lyrics. Yeah. You should, maybe not all 12, but pick the ones that you think are the are the best. Okay. Um, so we'll start out with Barry Manilow's Copacabana. It was a big hit back this, in the day. This is the one specifically that I did chuckle at. So um, they just basically sum up what the lyrics are. What a cool bar the Copacabana must be. The hottest spot north of Havana houses a sad old lady whose lover was shot dead and now wastes her time getting drunk. <laughs> well, At the Copacabana. Yeah. There were shots that rang out. We know that. Yes, yes. <laughs> but you do feel good when you hear it. You the do. Lyrics. All of these you feel good. They're very poppy songs. Um Wrong Way by Sublime, which now Ross has been singing all day. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
everything was going fine till the day she met me. And then the it comment. says, yeah. well, you said earlier she was forced into prostitution by her <laughs> awful family. So how could it, how much worse could it how get? How much worse could it so be? It's, it's like, oh, okay. So you know, their themes tend to get a little dark on, yeah. on pretty much everything they uh, wrote. You know, Not everything. But. I, I don't live the lifestyle of the music that Sublime sings or represents. Yeah. But dang did, they, dang, did they have some power albums. Oh, yeah, the, I love Sublime. The, yeah. Oh, the self-titled Sublime album is awesome. I told Dawn, once I saw the story, I immediately fired up 40 ounces to freedom at my desk, which <laughs> which you have to play very quietly when you're in a work setting, by in the way. In our office, probably <laughs> yeah. not. I well, doubt it. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Yeah, everybody point. would come in and start to have a party in your office. Yeah, there's just smoke coming yeah. out. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, and then we move on to Outcast. Hey, yeah, uh, it was wildly played. Andre 3000. Um, he reminds us that love is awful. We know we're not happy here. And people used to shake photographs. Wow. <laughs> shake it. I guess, shake, I, guess it, I did. I never it. noticed that one was uh, dark. But yeah, I guess. Yeah. There's a little uh, darkness um, there. For uh, some people who are older than 25, um, we've got uh, Bad Moon Rising, Creedence Clearwater. Oh. Yeah, obviously. Great. <laughs> it says your dad's favorite song is actually about the end of days with such uh-huh. hauntingly pro- uh, prophetic lines as I fear rivers overflowing. I hear the voice of rage and ruin. <laughs> yeah. John John could write very dark. But run again, through the, run through the jungles. Another one by them. There. Run through the jungles. But again, when you hear it, it brings a smile to your face. Sure. <laughs> At least me. Just like Mbop, unless it makes you feel enra- enraged. What? Have... What's, what's bad about that? Or oh, whatever. if or, you've never or, listened to it. I um, guess I have, not closely enough. The Hanson Brothers, um, they are basically telling us how depressing our lives would be, saying, when you get old and start losing your hair, can you tell me who will still care? No. Some are the lyrics. <laughs> Uh, have scientists and religious leaders yet figured out what an umbop is? Have they have, have they come to the uh, agreement on what an umbop is? No, but I think that there is some reason out there. I've read it. Okay, I think it's just like a blip. They've said they're like it's a blip in time. Like you're here and then you're gone. Yeah, because in an umbop, it's gone. Yep. Okay, let's get on. Yeah, because that's what? the lyrics. It's gone. Yep. Uh, so are our lives insignificant? I don't know. Do Make the most of your life while it's here. Okay, I'll stop. Uh, Cherry Pop and Daddy's Zoot Suit Riot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah now that definitely. is, um, now your sailors know where your women come for love. Uh, says the singer of this 90s swing tune referencing the real 1943 zoot suit riots where Navy servicemen assaulted minorities. Ugh. What a swinging tune that is. Ooh. Okay. Um, the Macarena, the female singer. Uh, when gives, they call me Macarena. Uh, when he was out of town and his two friends were so fine. That's the reason why she cheated on her boyfriend. <laughs> Wow. His two friends okay. were so fine. Two friends. Um, Beck is weird. Um, he has very <laughs> obtuse lyrics, uh, haunting to hear. Um, and he's kind of stalkery. He's actually tried to... Um, there was a young star. Oh, Natalie Portman, right? That Beck tried to say that he had a relationship with, but she was like, no, really? you were just creepy to me. Really? Yeah, I'm really? almost positive. Huh. 
I hope I'm not confusing him well, with another artist out there, but I'm almost positive it's m- Beck. Mr. FYI's on it. He's yeah, on. Look it up. Natalie Portman, Beck. Feverishly yeah. typing. So the lyrics of Girl, it says, I know Whoops. I'm going to make her die. Uh-oh. Take her where her soul belongs. <laughs> Do we want to know what John? We, we want to we make a correction here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, this it's is, not Beck? <laughs> this, this, is, this happened on another show I was on. I'll tell you that story in just a moment. But it's Moby. Not Moby. Oh, okay, so okay. can you see how I would get them confused? I can't yeah. because I love Beck. Okay. All right. Well, he, <laughs> the lyrics are creepy. I know I'm going to make her die. Take her oh, where her yeah. soul belongs. Well, well, it's very much, I mean, he he has a big backing in old-time blues. Okay. That's very much kind of an acoustic blues kind of lyric. I worked, let me tell you this other story. I worked at another show, Garage Logic. I still do. Uh, we had a fill-in host, Joe O'Brien, who was also our PD at the time. This is 15 years ago. So one time another person made a mistake. I do it every day. Well, no, they, but this was, he had to apologize. We got to know a we, lot of stuff, guys. We, we still apologize for this. Okay. Uh, he In the old days, there was a band called Blood, Sweat, and Tears, that very popular. Yeah. Their, their lead singer was David Clayton Thomas, uh, who was also very popular. So we were talking about that one day because we were using one of their songs as a bump. And Joe said, yeah, that's too bad about what, what happened with him where he started abusing kids and stuff. Oh, no. David, David Clayton Thomas never abused any kids, was never accused of it, was never found guilty of it. Okay, so, okay. That's legitimately so, uh, worse than what I said, we, right? We, we apologize. Uh, anytime BS&T comes up, we apologize to David Clayton Thomas. Oh, my gosh. So, so Johnny, was it... Uh, Moby and Natalie Portman is that? Yeah, the... uh, that's Natalie it. Portman claimed uh, called Moby's claim that he dated her uh, not not not, not true. Yeah, not he true. put it in a book, and she said, "All I remember is that somebody way older than me was yeah. being too friendly." Oh, okay, he tried to quote be my boyfriend. I found it disturbing. Okay, thank you. All right, but not Beck once again. Not, I apologize, that was not Beck, yes. uh, dear Beck. Please accept my apology and that I that I associated you with Moby. Okay. <laughs> okay, pumped up kicks, foster for the people. Oh um, yeah, kids in this song better run, better run, faster than my bullet. It's about a school shooting, guys. The first time I heard my kids singing that, I went, uh, "Wait, stop for a minute. Could you sing that again for me?" And as soon as he sang it, I went, that's about a school shooting. And he went, yeah, yeah I think so. There was, like, there's okay. a fairly <laughs> famous, I guess, former conservative commentator uh, was mm-hmm. on the larger network of a former employer of mine. Okay. And he played that song like every day as part of bumper music. And it is a good, catchy song. But I sure. just remember thinking, I really don't think this should be the staple of your show every no, day. Don't make it your intro. Yeah, once I figured out what the song was about. It's got a great hook. Come on. <laughs> okay. Should I go on or? You know what we should do? Yeah. You know all the things. Come on. Tell us. Let's talk about DK Mags. Well, yeah. Actually, Kenny is checking in. Do you want to hear from Kenny? Kenny, what do you have to say? Yeah, let, let's hear from Kenny. So it's it's just one of these things. And the reason I bring this up is because it's been uh, the last two weeks up here in the country people have been sighting in their rifles getting ready for deer season and they're going through ammo like crazy and i sighted in three different rifles last weekend and i bet you i used over 10 15 rounds in each one and now i have all these shotgun shells but i don't have enough ammo to go out hunting so what i need to do here it comes 
I need to go to DK Mags on Old Eight. And yeah. Brighton. Well played. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tell us about it. He's a professional, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If I were wearing it. a hat, I would tip it to you right yeah. now. But. I did take the long road, but uh, the point is, if you did the same thing, stock, stop into DK Mags, Old Eight, New Brighton, and get restocked before the big, uh, big opener this weekend. And if you've acquired recently uh, maybe your grandpa's rifle, your grandma's uh, rifle, or uh, your, your uncle's uh, purse gun. Uh, they can also work on those for you. Both places have gunsmithing services. They can make sure they're in perfect working order before you try them out. And one more thing here. If you think you're an expert in the world of firearms and accessories and you need a side gig or a main gig, get a hold of them. They're hiring good people. They've got a great selection, fair prices, and a wonderful staff, both at Monticello Pawn and Gun and DK Mags in New Brighton. They're on the web, too, dkmags.com. You know, it's always great to hear from Kenny. It really is. Yeah. I say that Thanks, sem- Kenny. I say that semi-facetiously. Sometimes it's better, sure. to, yes. better to not hear from him. It's always better to be active and have some fun on the weekend. Yes, it is. Our friends at St. Thomas, they can help you with your weekend plans, Don and John and... Fellow crabbies, did we ever decide that? Did we go with crabbies, crabsters, hoopleheads? I don't like hoopleheads. It has nothing to do with. I hate that term. Well, let's go with crabbies. <laughs> yeah. The new look men's St. Thomas basketball team. They open their home schedule this Friday at seven against the juggernaut known as Chicago State. The women hoopers play South Carolina State on Saturday night at seven. The football team. Actually, I think I saw they cracked the top twenty-five. They can clinch a share of the Pioneer League Championship on Saturday at 12 noon. They take on Stetson. All of these games and many more are available for purchase. Tickets available at tommysports.com. tommysports.com. Check out the Tommies this upcoming weekend. Basketball, football, hockey, obviously not home this weekend, but it's good to have another D1 hockey team in the state. TommySports.com. Dawn. Yep. John wouldn't do this. Okay. I wouldn't do this. But I have a sneaky suspicion that you would. A South African woman bungee jumped 23 times in one hour. I just don't know how she's getting back up where she needs to go to bungee jump that many times. <laughs> like, how, how, how is there an elevator? Like, how do you get up there? You wouldn't, know what I mean? Well, that was my thought, too. But my second thought was, wouldn't she be dizzy by, like, the third time? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, do they stop the bungee? Because you're going to bounce so many times. How long does it take? I'm just thinking statistically how difficult it is. Do you, you think, know? Do you think they're pulling her up each time? And as they are, oh, she's, maybe. she's, like, banging the side of or the Or maybe overpass. they just have a big, like, a reel where they reel her in, like they've cast out a, a fishing line. And then she bounces a couple times and then they reel her back in. Um, so the other person, well, she beat the previous record of 19 bungee jumps in one hour. Well, it was, and this is in South Africa, by the way. Um, it's for an ETV series, Stumbo Record Breakers. We can do it if we put our minds to it. You know, the adrenaline pumping then. Whenever you stop, though, like what happens? Do you like vibrate for three days <laughs> hey, hey now. yeah you don't need coffee for three days you're just like hey guys here's here's what i'm thinking okay this is what got me thinking and this is very 
old-time radio-like. But I've brought this up before, and I stand by this. Between Don, John, Kenny, and myself to a certain degree, we should, as a podcast, realistically find some stupid Guinness World Record that we can break and do it just so we can show up on these news services and get a little bit of pub. But I'm not sure what we could even realistically do or even... Mm. What are the talents that all four of us share? Some of them are so stupid. Like, let's ask. We have someone in the building who is an official Guinness right. World Record officiant. Oh, is it um, G squared? It's. G- is it the G-squared. archivist? Is no, the ar- no, 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 no. Uh, Mark, Mark, it's, uh, it's Mike Marcott. Yeah, M squared. Oh, okay. <laughs> M squared. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's he's uh, part of the TV crew. Okay. Downstairs, executive producer. We should send him things. an email and say, "What can four people with?" crazy different backgrounds do together where we wouldn't hate each other but set a Guinness record. Maybe he can't do that because he would be giving us a a tip off and then it would be unfair. Because he's a judge. He's the one who decides He's a judge. He has to be there. You know, that's a pretty cool job. He got to like go all over the world to be like he got to go to England to be officially sworn in and just really, really cool. I'm like, man, that's great. I'm mildly surprised this is not one of your bazillion jobs yeah. oh, that you've it. held on. <laughs> no, I've never done that. No, I did do a lot of jobs between the age of like 18 and 27, I will admit. So, um, but no, I've never done that. And I've never bungee jumped. Oh, that surprises me. You've, you've never done that. You've jumped out of a plane how many times? Handful? Uh, no, not a handful. Um, count like unassisted? Uh, just in total, even with the tandem jump. Okay. I would say. I didn't ever get my A license. Okay. So 28. Oh, so oh, way wow. more than it's, a handful. It's low. Oh, okay. It's very low. Yeah. But that's more than a handful to you, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. You know? Yeah. Huh. So I tested. Uh, 28 more times than, than I a hand. <laughs> Put <Yeah>. it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did it. And then I started taking classes to get my license and I never made it. I'm a jack of all trades and a master of nothing. Oh, that's that's me. That's I why I work in this business. I just something happens and I'm like, oh, shiny object. What um what what always got me and threw me off was it every year on his birthday for the most part, uh, the original George Bush would jump out of planes and he was doing oh, yeah. it. He was yeah. doing it into his nineties. Yeah, that's mm. awesome. I don't even like to board a plane. This guy's jumping out of them. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Oh, it's fun, though. You know, here's the deal. This is what happened with my skydiving. Um, so I realized that in order to land properly, I needed more upper body strength. So I got into um, bodybuilding and um, like really hardcore like not even crossfit but a different level beyond that like at a strength training gym where it was like monsters i called them that worked out there <laughs> those guys that are they're monsters yes. and anyway yeah. so i was yeah. like flipping tractor tires that were like 400 pounds all the way down the, and lifting kegs and you know all of that kind of stuff and also squatting huge amounts so i got super into weightlifting and then skydiving was like I'm like, oh, I'll get back into that. I just need to be a little bit stronger because your upper body strength is what how you put on your brakes. Sure. And so I would, I was afraid I was going to break my ankle because I wasn't 
you know, it just was always a real interesting landing. <laughs> I, what, so this happens a lot at football games. They have people jump out, or I guess sporting events with uh-huh. open-air stadiums. People jump out of planes, they land on the field. Mm-hmm. I see it at a gopher football game seemingly once a year, sometimes maybe twice. Sure. I'm semi-thinking I might see it this Saturday because it's their salute to service game. Mm. And the thing I'm always amazed at is exactly what you said. They come to such a hard and quick stop. And I'm a, I'm always amazed that when they hit the ground and then they kind of borderline start jogging. Yeah. They don't topple over because of all the momentum. I've I've landed flat on my face <laughs> <Okay>. before. <laughs> like I do this thing where they would make fun of me because I it's really hard to see the depth of like okay I'm supposed to I'm supposed to to the perspective of looking at the ground from nobody does that your brain can't really calculate. So there's a flag there, and you're supposed to start putting on your brakes. But I would run in the air because I didn't know where the, where the ground was. And they're like, you're going to break your ankle. Like, don't do that. And I'm like, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know where it is. So I just start, like, pedaling in the air like I'm going to start uh, stepping, you know. That creates a weird image in the mind. It is. I'm like Look, running. Look, your legs are going I'm again. I'm like running. I start running in the air like I got to step into this, you know. So, yeah. That's a very cartoon-like image in, my, in my head right now. It is. I never landed outside of the drop zone, though. So that I'm proud of that. Oh, you know what cool, is yeah. really tricky about landing? on a field like that is that it has everything to do with the wind what the wind speed is for the day and because you can jump out and end up a mile away if the winds are strong so oh what gosh. the pilot has to do is figure out depending on it's a mathematical equation they have to do to get you close enough to the drop zone so like if if the winds are high they know how far you're going to float. So they have to go past it so that depending on the wind that you'll come back this way or they have to drop you off way before so that you'll blow into the... Hmm. And then is it pretty instantaneous when they get to the point, are they like, okay, you got to jump now? Or are they kind of warning you where they're like, oh, we're three minutes out, we're two minutes out? How does that process work? Um, Like when, When do you know to jump? And when they say go... Oh, is yeah. It, is it like that second or do you have a few seconds? Oh, you have a few seconds. Yeah. Okay. I mean, basically so what they do is what they do is like, you know, because they open the door. So they dip the plane to open the door. Oh. And so that's whenever I always say, this is so stupid. It's from Carrie Underwood's like, Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. I always say out loud, no one can hear me but me. I say, Jesus, take the parachute. And then I get to go to the door. So Saturday, this past Saturday, I'm in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm watching the Gopher football team take on Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And it was Nebraska's salute to service game. Yeah. And literally, as the national anthem ends, I didn't even hear it coming. Three helicopters, they're not Blackhawks, but three yeah, military yeah. helicopters come right over the stadium. Very low. Yeah. Not not that much far over the crowd. Mm. So low, you can see the guys strapped in, hanging out over the edge, waving to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I wouldn't even do that strapped in. Oh, so, um, oh, they didn't jump. They didn't jump okay, this time. Say, but wow. they, just saying hi, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, they were, they were so close. I do believe this. If the right person had a baseball or a football, you could throw it to them okay. as they were coming. Wow. As or they throw were, it at them, yeah, and then as you'd they be were coming, escorted out. <laughs> <laughs> but, Catch this! But that was nuts to see. And again, it just reminds me every time I see that. I don't know why. One of the first things I think of is we are all wired differently. Yeah, like somebody yeah. can just easily do that. Sit on the end of that helicopter. 
I don't know, a thousand feet in the air, 500 feet, whatever it was. Yeah. Not feel any danger at all. And then I'm standing in my seat getting the willies looking at them. Oh, yeah, it's, for it's, sure. It's so weird. Well, the thought yeah. of like seeing scuba divers and stuff, I'm like, uh-uh, no, uh-uh. Do you guys want to close with something I just thought of because we have the perfect opportunity to do it because um, Kenny can't defend himself? Absolutely, because John needs to get to work. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have any grievances we would like to air that are not directed at me, John, but are maybe directed mm. towards Kenny because he can't defend himself? No, I, I, come on. I love Kenny. I, work I with do, Kenny too. Two, I don't know what shows you're talking and, about. And he's, uh, he's a staunch defender of me on the other show when people go after me. I love Kenny. Yeah, Kenny will uh, sing my praises to anyone, so there's no way I'm going to break that trend. Well, this bit backfired horribly. Yeah, at, at what do you want to say, Ross? Oh, yeah, exactly. yes. Okay. Actually, actually, no. I had a really funny moment with Kenny a couple of weeks back. He called me about something. Um, I don't remember specifically what it was. But, I mean, I'll peel back the curtain a bit. It had something to do with GL. And he got me at the right moment. And I literally just started going... Blah 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 blah. I don't get blah 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 blah. Why won't they do this? Blah blah blah. Do they ever listen? Blah blah blah. And he just starts laughing and he's like, "That was awesome." Yeah. He's like, "I didn't know you had that side in you. It was good to hear that." Yeah, he you likes know, to incite rage in people. He does. Uh, the other beauty of Kenny for me is, I I grew up in North Dakota, but I'm still kind of yeah, I'm a city kid. So whenever I have issues out here in Andover with animals, I send him a text and he always answers right away because he loves talking about animals. We had a groundhog in the backyard. I had no idea what it was. It was just a big brown You didn't know what a groundhog was? I've never seen a groundhog. It was gigantic. I looked out and I thought, I thought, I looked out and I thought I had a beaver in the backyard. And then then when I, when I texted, when I texted Kenny, he goes, well, look at the tail. Is it big and flat and round? I said, no, it's just a normal tail. It's a groundhog, which I went and looked at pictures. He was correct. Makes sense since beavers like to be near water. Well, and I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm two miles from a, a yeah, lake, so a I'm rove, nowhere near a water. A <laughs> but I've had other, I've had rabbit issues where some kind of animal is leaving dead rabbits in my yard with no head. And I had to ask him about that, and, oh you know, you mean, so he's, he's my go-to guy for wildlife uh, stories. So it wasn't the local Satanist youth club. I mean, no, we're, uh, headless he, rabbits? He, says, he says it was probably, uh, it could have been a cat. He said they like to rip the heads off for no apparent reason. Oh. <laughs> around. All, there's, there's also birds that like to do that. He said, birds? That was, I, uh, I love two, two scavenger kind of birds. That oh, big ones. Of. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big one. Not just you know, robins or something. Yeah. <laughs> I love cats. Them together. That's no secret, but cats are natural born killers. They will kill everything they can oh, get to. Yeah. Everything. And, and that's good. We have a neighbor cat and we haven't seen many mice since that cat's been around. So oh, gosh, I, I'm very great. happy with the cat roaming our yard. Yeah. All right. Well, you so got, Ross, no, I can't pick on cats. No, I really can't either. And actually, this actually worked out better. Since he's not here to defend himself, I will go... Um, I don't even know what 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 mode this would be, but I will sing his praises. Well, people, I, I, he's a good man. But Don and I are going to have to tell him that Ross tried to get us to. Yeah, spill this is bad no. There's no coming back. Oh, from let's this, so. let's not let's not kid ourselves. He's going to listen to this pod because <laughs> he, he wants to make sure that it. he wants to make sure that it was worse without him. That's that's. 
That's what he said. I, I think no, I've well, listened to one of these. <laughs> I'm not yeah, kidding. Me, me too, same thing. <laughs> but know. here's, you know what? As long as you brought that up, here's another Kenny thing. We could do the best podcast in the world, and at the end, he'd say to me, "That nah, wasn't very good, was it?" No, it's so, so true. He's, he's just, that's Kenny. Yeah, he's that's like, Kenny. "Well, that was terrible." I'm like, uh, yep. Really, I had uh-huh. a good time. Exactly, yeah. me too. I always love. What did you think of the pod? I thought it was great. Oh, I thought it sucked. Always, <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, oh, if you well. don't think it sucks and you want to advertise on this here podcast, <laughs> yeah, GarageLogic.com. Keyword partner, garagelogic.com, keyword partner. Dawn would love to uh, endorse her favorite low calorie. What do we call that? Soda? Water? Yeah. What do we call what do it's we call a, that? It's, a, it's not like a sparkling water, Zevia. Yeah. You know, they they're they're trying. The Zevia? Yep. Yeah, Zevia. Not Activia. I know. That's I just had Activia to do that. That's the Activia jingle, I had which to do has that. to do with having good bowel movements with yogurt. <laughs> anyway, if you want to advertise with us, please, so we don't have to talk about this anymore, we would love it. I would also endorse uh, Activia and better bowel movements. Well, Goodbye. We'll end with that. Jeez. You've been listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. We think, we hope Kenny's back next week. He will be. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcast.